You are listening to the Against the Grain Parenting Podcast, where we are passionate about every family member fixing their eyes upon Christ. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome, everyone. We are here for another episode of Against the Grain Parenting. I am your host, Dr. Michelle White, and my co-host, Melvin Frederick. Hello. We are extremely excited to be here because we have two very good friends of ours. We will introduce them in just a moment. We are talking about Chapter D, and that chapter is Discipline, and they know a lot about parenting, a lot about discipline. So we have today Walter and Timona Reese. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who are you two? I'm Walter Reese. Um... One of 13 uh, fam- of a family of uh, boys and girls, nine boys, four girls, um, love uh, children, uh, educator, um, working in administration and education right now, assistant principal uh, at a 912 uh, school in Detroit, and a servant in our, in our church, you know, love serving and love working with, uh, with the youth. My name is Tamona. I am not only a wife, but a mother of three and one in heaven. Um, I am a teacher and I am also a member of a praise team. I love to sing. So that's my ministry. And um, that's about it for me. Awesome. Well, as I said, we're here to talk about D. Uh, The whole focus is discipline. And there's a definite difference in the way Christians discipline versus how the world actually disciplines. So I want to jump right in and ask you, what are your thoughts on that? What do you see as parents, as educators, as members of the church, as to how the world disciplines versus what God's work may say about discipline? Well, I see um, in the world, especially in the educational setting, um, everything's about relationship building. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of the educational setting, when students come to me, um, the parents seem to discipline with a more of a threat mode. Mm. And um, so when students come to me, I have to kind of figure out a way to get around that. And um, not only that, threat mode and um, I'll give you this if you do that kind of thing. So um, trying to figure out how to navigate around that in the, the educational setting. Um, but the world, you know, they, they don't see discipline in the way that of course, we Christians see it, and I think that's because they don't have that guide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. I think it's important um, to, to distinguish or to make the difference uh, between the, the, the way the world sees and the way you know, we as Christians um, see discipline, <clears throat> just because um, the Bible is, is clear. You, know, you, you um, spare the rod, you spoil the child, and I think that's a lot um, of what's happening nowadays is that parents, some parents, want, most parents want to be their child's friend instead of being the uh, the parent and or the the, the disciplinary that uh, that's needed. As Tamona shared in the educational setting, um, you see more kids uh, running the home or making their own decisions, and parents not uh, disciplining and not you know setting uh, expectations. And sometimes you know making sure that those expectations are are, are not too high. Um, I know personally, um, just we're, we're 14 years, you know, married and, um, you know, three kids and still trying to figure out, you know, what's too high because um, my expectations are higher than 
in some in some situations they probably should be so uh, it's a learning it's still a learning opportunity but in that learning uh, trying to figure that out and just have discussions uh, between ourselves um, about how high is too high in terms of the expectations that uh, even I have and that's a lot no we'll talk about it a little later but that's you know going back into how I was brought up and uh, what some of those expectations that my parents had as well so I think it's important that we make sure that uh, as Christians we are the example and we show what it, what it means by um, not sparing the, the rod and making sure that our child the child or children are not spoiled and um, they're following through on expectations so as educators do you feel that you have pushback personally <laughs> within the classroom within administration with this whole concept of how the world discipline versus what God's Word says about discipline. I'll start with that one. Um, to some degree we do. I feel like I do, especially being in administration. Um, because situations that I've got, I've received over the past, uh, what, seven, eight years, um, with, uh, with regards to, to discipline that happens at home, there's a lot of situations where kids come in and, you know, they're talking about being abused or they're talking about, um, you know, something that mom and dad, that happened the night before and um, making that, that, that heart-wrenching decision to, you know, to make a call to CPS and have a conversation with families about uh, what's too much or what's too far. Um, it's tough because, you know, I'm not a, it's not my specialty, um, you know, discussing and talking to parents about raising their children. Uh, however, just sharing some examples and sharing some things that can happen that parents can do to help alleviate some of the behavioral concerns, I think is important. It's a lot of preventative um, work that parents don't know about because there's no book. Um, actually, there's this one book that uh, was shared with me. It's called Against the Grain. Oh, um, so wow. it's, it's a great time to insert that. <laughs> it's, it's sort of, it, it helps. And I think, you know, parents pick up, you know, pick up your book and uh, read through. It will be helpful. But there's no, like all families don't have that to their um, you know, readily in in in, uh, in their hands to make decisions when it comes to disciplining their kids. And I think that's the biggest thing is just making sure that they're getting some advice. Um, and I try to take the time to talk to parents about just that when they come in and talk to kids as well with the with the parents about you know what their responsible uh, responsibility is uh, to making sure that con uh, continued issues don't happen. You know, when they're at home. Um, if there is any pushback, I don't think I would know. Um, they wouldn't tell me. Um, when people do come to me and say, well, you know, why did you handle this this way or that way? I always give the why. And that's pretty much all they've, they've needed. Because with me, I do everything I think in kindness and love. And I don't try to come off rude or anything like that. So I've never had that kind of pushback. People just, they hear me and they, you know, act accordingly, I guess. So as we're continuing talking about the educators that you are, administrators, do you ever have instances where you have to talk to the parents about what you specifically see regarding their lack of discipline with their children? And how do you handle that? The way that I have handled it is to try to make them a part of the, the plan. Okay. I'll say, you know what, I'm having trouble with so-and-so, and I really need your help. You know, how can you, how can we as a team help to do this? And then I'll say, you know, I do this at my home, and I, I bring in what I do, and they'll tell me what they do. I'll say, why don't you try this? And so I give them strategies, and usually that helps out a lot. Um, 
Do they understand that you're infusing biblical principles as you're doing They that? have no idea. But there are some people who know it because every year in my um, bio to go to my parents, I say my name, who I am, what I do. They know I'm a Christian. And there's some parents who are like, yes, you know, you got the Christian teacher, yes. <laughs> you know, while others probably could care less. But I don't think those other people realize what I'm doing. I think being that ex example uh, is important. Um, <clears throat> parents recognize that um, I profess and, and uh, walk the life of a Christian at work, um, and because of that, more I've had a, a, quite a few parents, you know, stop me and ask me certain things about the kids because our kids, you know, uh, were at the school that I was at as an administrator, um, and so they want to find out like, why is it that. Or how is it that you get your kids to do this, or you you know your kids are going down this line, this this road? Is it just because you're the principal and you're at the school, or is it because of some other things that's going on in the house? And you know we talk about you know their personalities. We also talk about things that uh, we expect, and you know some of the rules or um, expectations that we set in the home. Um, there there are a few families who I connect with or have connected with where I'm sharing um, examples and sharing. Um, things that we do at home uh, because they are struggling with, you know, discipline in their, in their household. Um, but when I sit in meetings, IEP meetings, 504 meetings, or just parent-teacher conference meetings, and I see that there's a conversation happening about how to get a student to do something at home and or at school, I oftentimes insert and just ask, can I, you know, um, share uh, some nuggets or some information about um, how to bridge that gap um, so that the, the parent and the teacher are able to work together to make sure the student's not only able to do the homework or whatever is you know, not be done in school, but also at home. And what the parents can do as far as incentives um, and taking the things that the student likes and using that to their advantage to make sure that you know, they're doing the schoolwork and chores or whatever is needed to be done at home as well. Excellent. So how do you two discipline your three beautiful children? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, um, I'm with them more. You know, that's yeah. just the mom thing. You know, we're always running around. But um, my our youngest two, 10-year-old, 6-year-old, they're busy. Mm -hmm. They really work me. <laughs> um, but with them, it's a mixture of time out. Um, I will uh, tell them, okay, if you can't do what I want, you know, I'm giving them options. You can either do this or do that. You know, for me, options uh, work. In the classroom, same thing, because if I come down with the hammer, you do this now, kind of thing, they don't respond, and then they hate me later, you know, they're mad at me. So I try to do a lot of um, option choices, and um, but both choices are there for my good, you know. <laughs> but, but either way, you know, I think that makes them feel like they, they feel empowered a little bit. Yeah. For me, um, it's, a, it's a mixture. Um, a lot of it is just do what I ask. Um, and it's something that we've talked a lot about, Timon and I, um, so that it doesn't sound as threatening, I guess, and as um, direct or top-down. And that's just, you know, with, in, in terms of, of uh, discipline in our kids, and my experience, you know, what I grew up with was top-down. You, know, you, you do what I ask or do what I say, and, um, you know, if you have questions or you need help or you don't understand, that's that's different. But you know, don't keep making the same mistake of doing the same thing after I've asked you to do 
a certain thing. If I ask you to, first thing you do when you wake up is get up and brush your teeth. Well, I shouldn't see you playing a game or I shouldn't see you doing something else. You should be brushing your teeth and then move from there. Um, so, uh, and then with the discipline, you know, um, I grew up with spankings and, um, you know, we've talked a lot about that and uh, that's not, that not being the, the way our kids, you know, they're not gonna respond um, to that the way that we did as we were growing up. And that's something that uh, over the years that we've talked more about so that uh, it's more about having a conversation. It's more about the timeouts. It's more about the choices um, and taking things away if necessary um, so that it's not physical and the kids don't see it as a, as a physical thing. And uh, sometimes <clears throat> it's the conversation that they really understand, okay, well, dad's talking to me, uh, mom's talking to me um, about what my issue is or what I did wrong and um, asking a, a bunch of questions to and they hate that they don't they don't want to hear, hear the questions <laughs> they don't want to hear the questions over and over so that you know it's helpful and, and that's a lot of um, discussion and um, conversation between Timona and I and really Timona you know reminded me hey this is what you know hey this is how that sounded or this is you know how that looked um, and this is you know something we need to be on the same page about um, so that it's not you doing something different than, than, than what I'm doing, um, the kids seeing that we're on the, we're on the same team uh, when it comes to making decisions about discipline. I remember at one point, um, I forget how long ago this was, but the kids were driving me crazy. And so I said, okay, let's pull the Bible out. And I pulled the Bible out and I pulled the scripture about honor your mother and thy father and you know, so the days of your life will be long and I had them reading it with me and I'm like, so you got to listen to me, you know, and I want you guys to, you know, it didn't work. <laughs> but um, I just remember just every summer because I'm with them a lot in the summertime, I'm off with them. Um, something new all the time like right now my newest thing oh, is the king or queen of king or, king or queen of yeah. kindness yeah. of positivity <laughs> because they were fighting like cats and dogs and we've only been out of school for two weeks and i'm like okay so every day mom's gonna look at mom and dad are gonna look at who's being the most positive who's being kind who's you know just not you know egging each other on who's being I guess the best when it comes to being positive. Mm -hmm. And so every night they're like, Bobby, Mom, Mom, who who's the who's the king or queen of positivity today? Especially for Tori. Yeah. The youngest one wants to know and um, she has yet to be one. Wow. It was um Timmy and Walter have been, but she hasn't. Hmm. So and she doesn't it hasn't bothered her. Usually losing for her is like a big thing and oh, she yeah. wants to oh. I lost and she's, you know, pouting, but she didn't do that with this, which is hmm. odd, but... But it's helping to uh, adjust their behaviors, mm -hmm. you know, with one another. So yeah. Like, the biggest thing is, like, out, out, out shopping. They yes. have on that. Plan around out shopping. <laughs> like, we got to talk about that some more, too, but especially from yesterday's uh, shopping experience. Now, um, Walter, you mentioned about your uh, parenting, mm -hmm. how your parents disciplined as you were growing up. Mm -hmm. For both of you, how were you disciplined or how was your parents discipline style and how has that influenced your parenting style currently mine was you know we, we got spank pop hit whatever you know whatever they found my, my dad really whatever you know um he found and you know we were we were disciplined um, not all of us were disciplined the same like i said earlier there's uh there's 13 of us and mm. the first five i'm in the, i'm in the top five group um <laughs> and there was a, a lot more physical discipline uh, when it came to my dad uh, with the five of the four older brothers more. 
I sort of learned what not to do so that I didn't get in trouble and have to be disciplined, if I'm being honest. Uh, and then, so it was the top four, and then like that middle group, um, you know, there were some you know, some spankings, but not as much as the older's, uh, older uh, kids received. And I think it's because as my parents' age, they sort mm -hmm. of uh, didn't want to, there's a lot of physical activity on their end to discipline, if it's physical discipline a lot, especially yeah. my dad. And then the younger ones, they didn't, they didn't have a lot of physical discipline, but there was some verbal um, discipline. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, that you know um, struck them a lot because uh, you know they, they received that you know quite often my mom she didn't she didn't really um, she didn't really come down hard on us uh, at all she wanted to she talked she spoke to us she had conversations and wanted um, wanted us to just make good choices so that you know we didn't get discipline didn't receive that that level of discipline from uh, our father and for me, it's my life has been all about not doing what my dad mm. did or lived the way he lived, and I think I've got so focused on that um, that sometimes I, I would unknowingly mm. act or do the things that he did um, in terms of uh, disciplining uh, the kids and had to turn away from that, you know, yeah. to be honest, and ask for forgiveness and prayer, um, you know, for focusing on focusing so hard on not being my dad or not doing what he did um, that I, you know subconsciously it just you know it, it, it happened mm -hmm. far too often than I, than I wanted to and then, you know discussions with Tamona and um, we get into some heated debates uh, <laughs> just about um, those behaviors mm -hmm. and, and making sure that you know those behaviors didn't didn't continue or didn't get in the way of not only us as parents but our relationship as a couple yeah. as well because uh, it does impact um, how she feels about me and how we communicate with each other as well and for her the, the biggest thing for her happiness or one of the biggest things for her happiness now that she continues to uh, to echo and make sure that you know I recognize is the kids how, how happy the kids are mm -hmm. My mom, um, she was a single mother for a while, and then she married my stepfather, so, um, and he's a military man, Air Force, so our life changed around, I think I was maybe five or six, mm. um, and he was, he was hard on discipline, but at the same time, my brother and I, we weren't those type of kids to really be in a lot of, you know, drama, um, but when he did pass away, my mom, um, I mean, she remained the way she's always been, which was free-spirited. She's always been happy and um, just that loving mom. Like, I think I got a spanking once. I think I was in second grade. I got a spanking for stealing M&Ms. <laughs> After that, I didn't do anything else. My brother, he got a few more spankings, but I would say I've only probably had one spanking my entire life because I learned from that alone, like, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong ever again. Um, but my mom just, and I want to be that way with our, with our children. Um, I want them to love. I want them to just have fun in life and just be joyful. You know, so. Tamani, you mentioned pulling out God's word mm -hmm. and showing them in Exodus 20 how God's word says to honor your mother and father. Mm -hmm. So as Christians are listening to this, both of you have kind of touched on spanking. Mm -hmm. And what is your thoughts or comments when God's word talks about sparing the rod, spoiling the child? What are your thoughts around spanking? Because spanking is really controversial. 
And I have to add, you know, I, I completely agree. There's a time for that. Mm -hmm. But then for some kids, and with our five kids, we had one, Alyssa, who I think has probably been spanked once because she learned from her other siblings. Mm -hmm. And we have <laughs> one who was spanked every day. <laughs> um, it's the difference in learning your child and what's going to work for them discipline wise. Yes. So what are your what are your thoughts as as you both have mentioned spanking? Um I think it's it's a time and a place. Mm -hmm. If it's a serious situation, I want you to learn because I don't want you to die <laughs> unless God's ready to take you home, but I I want you to be here. Um I also feel that I believe it's Ephesians 6 do not provoke your child mm -hmm. to anger. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly spanking them, constantly on them, they become angry people. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that. And um, a few years back, I was talking with a friend about just the fact that his father wasn't in his life and how that was a way to provoke him. And that's why he was angry. And I never thought about that. All the kids that I have in my classes that don't have fathers around, they're angry little people. And it says in the Bible, why? Because we're provoking them through anger, through something. And that's not being present and so I'm really big on not making them angry mm -hmm. and because I see these kids at my school and I'm like oh my gosh I need to make sure that's not happening at our home um, because I, I just want them to be happy kids so. and I um, it is controversial um, I again time and place I think um, <clears throat> there's a there's a time to spank and a time not to. And uh, like I said, over the years, that's something that I've, I've had to wrestle with uh, because that was my upbringing mm -hmm. uh, as far as my father's concerned. Um, and the biggest, um, the biggest th or the thing that I think about the most when I think about disciplining our kids, spanking, not spanking, timeouts, choices, um, it sounds morbid, but my thought is I want, like if I were to die tomorrow, I want to make sure that they, the expectations that I have, they still hold and follow. If I were to die tomorrow, tomorrow I had to raise these kids by herself, mm -hmm. um, or and, you know, someone else step in, whatever happened, that they understand what dad's expectations are. What dad, you know, I'm gonna make these decisions based on <clears throat> how, you know, dad's expectations of me when he was, when he was living. And that's for, you know, for me personally, I can't speak for my 12 siblings, but for me personally, Decisions that I make, whether it's uh, after having conversations with Timona or, you know, we've had a, a heated discussion about something and we're emotional about it, um, unbeknownst to her in some situations, I wonder, like, how's my mom, how would my mom respond to this if she were sitting here with me? Mm -hmm. um, what would she say to me? And uh, it, it, it impacts me, affects me more when I know Timona's emotional about something that I've done that created an emotion in her that's not a happy one. Excellent. Do you find that your discipline styles are different as we can hear? Do you find that that causes confusion for the kids or have you found a happy medium that the, the kids visually see knowing that your discipline styles are very different? I think it's, go ahead. <laughs> I think they visually see it because okay. we'll talk about it behind closed doors yeah. but they see that mom and dad are on the same page, I think. But <laughs> sometimes I'm like, why did you do that? You know, and things behind the closed doors. But um, I, I think they see that we, we're trying to work together. Okay. I think they see it too. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the, the biggest question uh, is 
you know, all the kids have said this, and I don't know how to, I, you know, something that I'm, I got to, you know, continue to work on. Dad's mean face. Dad makes me, dad's <laughs> making a mean face. I, and and it's, not, it's not necessarily a mean face. It's a disappointed face, mm-hmm. um, but they see it as a mean face. And uh, so, then I, and I crack smiles, and then I'm smiling too much. And it's, it's just, it's trying to, <laughs> Cheesy. It's trying to find the balance. Trying yeah, to find yeah. that balance so that they don't, like, yeah, I'm disappointed or I'm frustrated that you're not doing something. I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm not wanting to be mean or angry with you but I don't want you doing it I mean we were in a store yesterday and shopping cart Tori is you know pulling the shopping cart back and forth and you know horsing around and there's other people coming through and I made a face at her like stop it and it wasn't a mean face it was like yeah stop it because other people are around you but making sure that you know we have that conversation we have a discussion or conversation so that when that happens or they see that like there's a reason why and then talking to them about why that face mm-hmm. um, popped up on uh, on the scene for them. So when you know when we're out and about shopping, um, that's the you know making those faces. And as you know, Tamona um, was saying that you know sometimes that faces and she makes that mom face with that parent face, and there's no response. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so we, we we're working on that, I guess you could say. Even even you know with the twelve year old, ten year old, and six year old, uh, it's not something that um, you know we can we can get around. It's just making sure that they understand what those faces mean and what our expectations are when, when we're out and about or even in the house. And it was for them, like my faces may not work, but when I start talking about how disappointed I am, yeah, yeah. they kind of look at me more like, oh, mom, we didn't mean to do that. And then I get apologies, I'm sorry, mom. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, they, they, they do things for me some days. <laughs> what I love about what both of you are saying, and I hope our listeners are cluing in on this, is that you're intentional and you spend time. And I think that's absent in our society. I think parents are, well, whatever's the new fad, let's go do that. You know, whatever that may be, or not spending time. So I love the fact that you're taking the time. And then I love the fact that you're also making sure that you're on the same page. Because as soon as kids know that you're not on the same page, then they'll try to seek to divide the two of you. Mm -hmm. And, And that has been what my husband and I have tried to focus a lot on within our home because I'm the strong disciplinarian uh, because of my upbringing, mm-hmm. where my husband is more laid back and it's like, oh, you know, honey, just let it go. I'm like, no, <laughs> there, these are the rules. You don't break the rules. So we do the same thing mm-hmm. that we'll come out with a united voice, but then sometimes we're not behind closed doors because I, I believe that kids need to also see how we do disagree, but then how we come to agreement. And sometimes that process is fruitful for them to see. Um, So sometimes they'll see that happen and they're just kind of sitting there like, okay, you know, what's going to be the end result? Are we going to get to go outside or not? (laughs) As mom and dad have a five-hour conversation. Uh, So that's really good that you guys are on the same same page. Now I'd like to know, how has your uh, concept of discipline changed over the years? possibly before you had children to now be more seasoned? I, um, it's, changed, it's changed a lot for me. I, and it's through a lot of you know, discussions and conversations and uh, you know, between Timona and I where, again, staying, trying not to focus or hyper-focus on you know, how not to be or how not to be like you know, my father when, as he was... Uh, raising us and disciplining us and just me observing and seeing you know the different groups I was able to see how each group of us uh, were disciplined um, to 
having conversations and discussions. And I think, <clears throat> especially our oldest, you know, he responds better to just talking. And he, he gets emotional sometimes where, um, you know, when you, when you let him know that you're disappointed. But he responds better to that than to any physical or verbal, you know, discipline um, beyond having a discussion or conversation. Um, the other two, still trying to figure them out. Again, they're hyper. <laughs> so uh, trying to figure them out and just the maturity and age level, um, timeouts and, and taking things away from them um, and having them earn it back mm-hmm. works better for them. Um, and that, again, learning that, you know, through discussions and through our uh, interactions, uh, Timon and I, and, you know, just making mistakes and, you know, using those mistakes as opportunities to um, to grow ourselves as parents as health. But, you know, over the years, it's it's been a, a huge shift or change for me. Oh, when I just think of them as babies, when we I first started off with my like, oh my gosh, I could never hit this little being. <laughs> I love you so much. And um, that's all fine. When they became toddlers, that's when I was like, oh my goodness gracious. I had to be, I had to be tough. Um, and I didn't realize that then. And I teach, well, I, now I teach a K through eight school. But before that, it was only fourth grade and second grade. And I was used to kids just knowing kind of what to do. So I realized I had to be more consistent. Because um, when they were toddlers, and I just had to be on them, I had to be tough. And um, I've been able to lighten up now, you know, but I still have a hard time with that because of their age levels. And well, why is she getting to do this? Or why is he getting to do that? Mm-hmm. It's, I'm still trying to find that balance. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, well, he's older, period, you know. Um, well, other times I have no idea why I let him do it and, <laughs> and not you. So, you know, I don't know. Um, but over time, I've, I think I've become more lenient. Okay. Um, but I have to work on consistency for sure. Because um, I'll forget the next day, oh, what did I tell you yesterday? I, I almost have to write it down. My brain just doesn't function that way. <laughs> True story. So <laughs> <laughs> God has called every family to do something in the kingdom. What do you feel that God's called your family, your awesome family, to do right now for him? And how are you carrying that out as a family? I believe um, God wants our family to, um, to show the world love, mm-hmm. you know, to love others. And with that, I feel like exposing our kids to more and getting them, um, I guess, acclimated to everything around them so they can be better people and be used to all the differences and things in the world, um, that's going to, to impact them more um, than just being someone who works behind a cute pool when they get older. And I just want them to show love. And um, with that, even, you know, when we were talking about this before, you know, we talked about this before in some of our couples ministry classes, how we are raising future wives and husbands. Amen. And so Amen. I'm trying to... Um, think back like okay what is going to be the best thing we can teach them so that they can go out into the world and be great people and show that God is awesome and you know he's number one I I agree Um, that's I think that's what God has for our family Um, within Timona's immediate family like her brother and her you know cousin and all that she's the she's the person that they all come to they all flock to for her opinion and her nuggets and of encouragement and wisdom and I like to think, um, I mean, tell, tell me if this, if you feel different, but I like to think <clears throat> I'm that person for the third, for my 12 siblings. 
um, no matter what's going on, um, I'm sort of the mediator and want to, like, I'm, I'm the heavy hand, I can be, but I'm also the one that wants to get everybody together, wants to have everybody uh, harmonious and, um, you know, working together. And I think that that's important in terms of what our kids see and how they are going to, you know, um, be the example you know, for others and go out and be the great husband or be a great wife. Um, I think it's important, you know, I, uh, I'm going to give a plug here to uh, Antonio, Pastor Antonio Wimberley. One of their, two of their, um, I think, statements of purpose that I think is, I was telling tomorrow, it just makes sense. And that's just how Christians should be. Be real and show love. Amen. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's, it's that simple. Yeah. And it sounds like it's that simple, but that's difficult for people to, to do. You have so many facades and so many you know, people wanting to be one way and then behind the scenes or on social media, they're a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're expecting them to show love, you're expecting them to have your back, and then something happens, you get into a crunch, and, you, and that, you know, that love goes away or they, you know, they fade away from you. So I, I think our, exactly what Tamona said, but if I were to live, if we were to, if we were to plaster a, a purpose, a statement of purpose behind our family, it, I would be stealing it from Pastor Rumbley. <laughs> be real and show love. Yeah. And I think with that too, we can show love, but sometimes you got to show tough love. Absolutely. You Absolutely. know, um, yeah. people think, oh, you're not going to lend me this money, you're my family or whatever. And mm-hmm. well, I can't. I need you to work through what you have to go through, and then maybe at that point we can help you then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, showing love. And, so, and that, that, I'm sorry to interrupt, that oh, showing sorry. love has to be not just um, talking, but it has to be walking. It has to be Amen. walking yeah. that love too. Amen. And even in mistakes, like how do you make up, how do you own that mistake and uh, or error and move forward? Definitely. Uh, as, as both of you are educators, you deal with younger children. Uh, my wife is also an educator. Um, and she speaks often to how students will come in and they may be angry all the time, or just as Tamona mentioned, uh, that being provoked to anger because the father's not there. And I know one thing my wife does is um, she often shows love to the students. She hugs them. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she's always there for them in a sense. So it's kind of like if you don't have that at home, you have that here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she always thinks of what else she can do to keep that going because mm-hmm. she could be that one person there. Mm-hmm. And just as you both mentioned, your motto is showing love. Like, how does that affect you as educators on a daily basis? You come across students who are hurt from fathers' homes or just different things like that. How is how does that affect you uh, in how you relate to them and also to your children as well? For me, it, it's it's impactful um, as a as a a high impact in terms of wanting to be that person that. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that helps them to make a difference in their lives. It could be, it could it could go from you know, K eight. So K five, they love you and they want to. They don't want those hugs. <laughs> they you know grab on you and <clears throat> they don't care. You know they tell us all the time. You know don't hug the students and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And they just they come up to you and they just latch on to you. Uh, for sixth, seventh, and eighth grader, being that person can be the difference between living and killing yourself, yeah. uh, committing suicide for some of those kids, depending on what situations they go through. Like it's not worth it. My life is not worth it because of whatever it is that mm-hmm. the hand that I, you know, I was dealt. Um, so I think it's important uh, to, to be that person, but not only to be that person. Tamona said something earlier uh, that makes sense, whether it's at school, at home, at church, wherever, is to uh, be consistent. Yeah. You know, work on consistency yeah. as much as possible, so that you're not giving the wrong 
message about, oh, today I'm going to love you, and uh, today you made a mistake. It's not going to love you. No, I'm going to yeah. still love you. I'm going to talk about that mistake or talk about that error so we can move forward um, in this process of life that you're, you've grown and developing in. And to piggyback off that, I, I tell my students probably once or twice a week, guys, you think Miss Reese is angry? I'm not angry. I said, you guys may think that I'm mad, but no, I have to make sure that you guys do the right things. There's are, there are consequences for our actions. I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to go home today, and I'm going to be back tomorrow perfectly happy. And I said, so I forgive you. And I let them know that I forgive them, that their mistakes will not make me hate them for the rest of their lives. Like, I love them. And I also feel like in my building, I'm a change maker because I see every last one of my students, all 800 in my building. They come to my classroom once or twice a week. So I have that ability to impact them. You, with my love, with my positive energy, um, I'm a teacher that sings all day. You know, all the kids <laughs> know this about me. And um, I think that that helps them, you know, enlightens their day. And God has you there for that purpose. What are your thoughts on biblical parenting? How would you define biblical parenting and how do you individually do that in your home? Biblical parenting, I would say defining it is um, parenting uh, or, or raising, developing, growing um, our children as, you know, scripture as God has, has proclaimed for us, uh, making sure that uh, we are teaching them the importance of loving um, everyone. We are teaching them the importance of you know, exercising and showing grace. Uh, we are teaching them uh, the importance of that why it's more talked about. Um, but we're also making sure that they understand the, the importance of um, just going out and making disciples. So talking to others, not only talking, but showing others what they can do um, to have a relationship with Christ. So I, I think all of that is in line with um, biblical parenting and making sure that, you know, we, one of the areas that uh, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast can, can probably share is uh, that they struggle with is that consistency with devotion. Um, and I think that's important, that devotional time and um, putting it in your family calendar to actually have that devotional time, but then being consistent with doing it, with, with having that time be sacred so that. It's, it's something that will help the, you know, the kids as they grow up. That time was important, and this is why. Because I, mean, I was able to actually just talk with my family and talk about some of the things that's going on in my life and how some of the script, how scripture is relating to uh, what's happening with me today and decisions that I'm going to be making in the future. Definitely an area that we struggle in and um, work toward you know, getting better at on a regular basis. You know? um, the Bible is our handbook, parent handbook. You know, that's, to me, what biblical parenting it is. Parenting is. If we have an issue, we should be able to find that help in that guidebook. Um, I can't say much more about it, you know. If I could, if there was a situation that happened and I could find some scripture to match it, you know, pull that out in front of them, you know, got to work on that. But that would be a nice challenge for my kids. Mm -hmm. you know, hey, you know what? We just went over this or talked about this. Find it for me. And now that my oldest, our oldest has a cell phone, mm -hmm. you know, he can find things quickly right, yeah. mm -hmm. um, versus when we're, you know, we're in the car and we don't have the Bibles right there. But, yeah. 
know, Walter touched on something about going and making disciples. I try to think of that also as our children. Mm-hmm. We make disciples Absolutely. of them. Mm-hmm. And so your example to them is making disciples. And so if you can pour into them God's word, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. then they will be able to exercise that great commission and make disciples. Absolutely. I think sometimes we think making disciples only oh, pertains to the yeah, outside, exactly. but making right. disciples can be right in your home because right. God's given you you know, as many kids as he has allowed you to have for whatever that season is, for whatever mm-hmm. season of time, mm-hmm. make disciples within your home. Absolutely. And I think the one of the, Timon talked about Walter having a Bible, and I think <clears throat> everybody that has a, a smartphone, um, tablet, whatever, you know, being able to download and have um, biblical reference mm-hmm. at their hands, mm-hmm. um, and, and especially U uh, version, that you know, this app that most people have, mm-hmm. most, most teenagers and kids have, gives an opportunity for the parent and the, and the child to do a Bible plan together, which is, or, or you know, um, with friends or with, you know, family members, other yeah. family members, they can do those Bible plans together. And that, that not only helps with accountability, but it does help with that continuous mm-hmm. growth as well. Now, you've given uh, several pearls of wisdom, but uh, what direct advice would you give to, say, a new parent or a parent that's struggling uh, to discipline their child? Number one, purchase Dr. Michelle White's book, <laughs> Against the Grain. Uh, it wasn't available when we first started as parents, but definitely uh, a lot of uh, great uh, advice, nuggets, um, encouragement uh, from someone who was raised with her husband, five, five kids, five, five plus to be, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, to be fair to the uh, the others that she's raised, yes. they've raised, um, but also just you know be in concert with with your your husband or your wife, mm-hmm. um, be in concert in, in decisions and um, in prayer as much as whether you're praying alone or praying together, mm-hmm. um, but be in concert with you know that consistency and making sure that there's a, there's a similarities and in, even in the differences that you guys talk about the differences in parenting and. In, whether it's discipline or what finances, whatever it is, as a as a uh, parent that you guys talk about, you have discussions, and sometimes you have to agree to disagree. You have to concede in certain areas and understand uh, the importance. You know what's the bigger picture, not about you know you being right and the other person being wrong. Um, my advice would be, um, don't stress. You will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. pray about those mistakes and just keep it moving, you know. And as long as you are staying consistent, those mistakes, everything will change. Mm-hmm. Can I add one more? Yes. Sure. Seek, <laughs> seek mentors. Oh, seek mentors yes. as well. Uh, yeah, someone to help. Okay. Awesome. I love the fact that um, I hope our listeners can hear that the two of you are a perfect complement for each other. <laughs> You're like this puzzle piece two pieces that fit together really well and the thank nuggets you. that you've given us today have been awesome thank, thank you thank you thank you both thank you for guys. taking time to be on our podcast thank you for listening to the against the grain parenting podcast our prayer for your family will always be that you find helpful information from our podcast to keep your family christ-focused Don't forget to follow us on all social media at Dr. Michelle White, and that's Michelle with one L. Until next time.